prior to working with your book and working with you, Stacey, those fears were being just pushed down, ignored, tried to trying to push through them. And now my relationship with fear is very different in that I've learned to slow down and really listen to my body. But even having said that, you're so right in that fear is tricky because you can think you know it so well and how it manifests in the body and it can still, you know, come up in, in sneaky ways like it did with me around showing up on this podcast. Welcome to Turning Dead Ends into Doorways, a podcast for people who are tired of pushing and are ready to let go of control by learning how to follow energy to make wiser choices. I'm Stacey Bowden, your guide. How can following energy teach you to thrive through any life circumstance? Let's find out together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Turning Dead Ends into Doorways. This is Stacey Bowden. I'm your somatic energy guide. We're going to be having a conversation today about fear as a teacher. And before we go there, I want to share with you some ruminations that have been coming in because learning to follow energy is a practice. It's a constant invitation to let go. And it's also an invitation to really enter the unknown and be teachable. And I just want to say I have never offered my book this way via a podcast. And so I have been sitting with, what does that mean? How do we do this? To be sharing my book this way on a podcast, it's a whole other ball game. I've been really sitting with, what does it mean to activate a container because I create sacred space and I hold groups and I hold individuals and couples and I'm a container woman. So it's natural for me to want to create a container to hold this podcast experience. And every single time I say yes to teaching my book, it does mean entering into the unknown and starting a journey and remaining super humble because I don't know everyone who is listening and I don't know how you're listening and it's all good. That's the beauty of podcasting, right? Is you get to be a choice. I just want to be responsible because what I have learned to trust is that the journey of turning dead ends into doorways, the book is a strong one in particular because of the teachers that we are going to be engaging with these teachers come from daily life. And so when we start to focus on them and notice them, they get amplified and they become big. And so I recommend that when you are engaging with this podcast, that you take a moment and you breathe into your heart. When I sit with individuals or groups, one of the first things is we ground. And if you're going to be listening to a podcast that talks about letting go and following energy, then the invitation is to learn how to recognize energy and working with energy as a practice. We can't just sit here and talk about it, y'all. It's time to learn how to drop down from our minds and into our hearts and our bodies in order to learn how to navigate and follow. 
And so when we are opening to energy as a life force that lives inside all of us and as something that talks and that can be followed and that we want to learn how to listen to, it's really important to connect with something bigger than ourselves to uh, help us kind of receive and open to the strength of what the energy might be saying. And so that's what grounding is about. It's actually a very practical thing. If you talk to people in electronics, they will say that a live wire can burn out. A live wire can start a fire and our bodies, our electrical systems are live wires. But when we connect down with the earth through our intention, through breathing into our hearts, we are actually grounding our live wiredness into something bigger. So in this podcast form, the grounding that I'm going to offer is simpler. You can listen to this podcast as a way to begin to contemplate and even experience what does it mean to follow energy inside your body and through everyday life. And within that, it's an introduction. So it's kind of meant to be the lighter end of the pool here. And then the next level of it is engaging with my book and reading it. And it's got a lot more material in there. And certainly the next level after that is coming to sit with me um, and being held directly by me either through sessions or through groups. So with that, all of that caveat, I just want to invite everybody right now who's listening to just take a moment and breathe into your heart. And I also really want to recognize that sometimes learning how to breathe into a part of our bodies isn't comfortable because for some of us, our bodies haven't been a sacred or safe place. And so I really invite you to activate choice in your life that if it's not comfortable for you to breathe into your heart, just find some part of your body. Maybe it's your stomach or your solar plexus, or maybe it's the tip of your toes. Okay. I don't presume to know what that looks like, but just connect with some part of your body that feels more peaceful and friendly and take a deep breath into that part of you. I think it's really important for us to have that moment of grounding into ourselves before we begin to talk about the first teacher in this book, which is fear, um, because fear can be super tricky. And we're going to head into that. But first of all, I want to welcome my guest. My guest is Liz Smith, and she and I go back. Liz Smith is a mother of three. She's a somatic energy intuitive, a facilitator, a woman's guide, and she offers individual sessions and embodied groups as a catalyst for self-healing and awakening to life. And she's from Perth, Australia. Welcome, Liz. Hello, Stacey, and thank you and hello to your community. Awesome. So on the edge of stepping into the unknown, fear greets us at the doorway. Fear often comes in the form of a thought or an image or a body sensation, like a a trembling in our bellies or tightening in our bellies or even a constriction in our hearts. Fear often likes to come and whisper in our ears and often at the threshold of change, 
fear comes in and says, stop, don't do it. Don't go any further. You can't do this. Who do you think you are? You're not going to be able to do that. Just stay right here with me. So fear often comes into our consciousness as something that tries to keep us safe by keeping us small. Fear often comes in with a story about the future that is usually negative that we want to avoid. If the whole process of learning how to follow energy is learning how to get behind the energy, fear comes and tells us a story to take us ahead of it. And often what that does is create a spinning and a confusion and even a frozenness that keeps us stuck and immobilized. And so when we are contemplating entering into the unknown, learning how to follow something bigger than ourselves, follow an intention, fear will show up. We're going to talk about how to work with fear as a teacher, not because fear is easy, not because fear is something that we want to befriend completely, but so that we can learn how to navigate fear and we can learn how to gather the lessons that we need in order to move through fear, in order to see what it's trying to show us. And I want to ask you, Liz. First of all, is there anything that comes in for you to share based on what I've been saying? The thing that's coming in most is just some gratitude around you sharing that, you know, when we go into this book and we start moving through the teachers, it can be quite activating. And as someone who had the opportunity to really step into a container to have you mentor me, and you sent the book to me, and I devoured it, it was truly activating in my life. It it happened almost instantly. So just having you share that with your audience so that they can have some awareness around how they engage with this is truly wonderful. So thank you. Do you remember how the book activated you in the beginning? Yeah, well, it, it was pretty big. I didn't make the connection at the time, but fortunately, as you know, the the incident continued on. It was like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. And that was that shift really early on in our mentoring where it had just come to me that all of a sudden that I was going to pull my children out of school, which also meant that I would need to sell the family home and relocate. We had activated an intention through your book of voice And that was something that I have ended up journeying with for years. As you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I often have shown up to our our mentoring sessions with a, a, a tricky voice. In the second episode, Mickey and I invite people to really consider an intention. So I hope that people go back and listen to that if you haven't and think about an intention because to learning how to follow energy can be a wild ride of fun and exploration of learning how to listen to yourself and learning how to pay attention to signs in daily life. What is going to help you the most in learning how to follow energy is to remember a one word intention. And as we stand at this threshold, what I want to also offer about fear as a teacher 
is how I work with it differently based on my deep relationship with earth-based and feminine wisdom ways. The way that I was taught to work with fear arises out of my training with the Center for Sacred Studies and Onesha Healing Tools back in the day in Half Moon Bay and San Mateo Coast. And what I really appreciate is it was never about making fear wrong or bad, okay? Earth-based and feminine wisdom ways hold all life as relationship. So there is an opportunity for us to grow a relationship with anything, including things that are uncomfortable. And so when fear started showing up a lot with my clients in San Francisco, instead of automatically making fear wrong and trying to kill it, which at the time is what I noticed a lot of personal development folks wanted to do. I kept seeing all these articles about like, kill your fear, shut it up, tell it to go away. And to me, it, it never made sense, to be honest, that instead when people came to me and sat down and started automatically sharing fears, because fears are right there. Fears are usually not subtle. That's actually the benefit of fears is they're accessible. Instead of making those fears wrong or bad, I became curious what were these fears trying to say? What did these fears need? Let's not kill them, but instead, what would it be like to learn how to sit down and listen to them and perhaps have a conversation with them? And again, that doesn't mean that we listen to every single thing that fears are saying because fear can be tricky. Fear can be like a friend who maybe doesn't necessarily mean you harm, but often talks way too much and doesn't pay attention to what's happening elsewhere and that you really might want to be careful before you just take fear's advice. But sometimes if you get in a little closer, fear holds a lot of things. And so this is where I'd like to invite you, Liz, to talk a little bit about your relationship with fear as a teacher in your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ah, well, it, it, it brings to mind, well, firstly, I can already hear my throat feel my throat, wanting to clear. So the kindest thing I could probably do in this moment is just offer a little clearing as I just continue to work with that intention of voice. Fear as a teacher in my life. Well, I guess what I could say about that is really what your book did for me, particularly in those early days, is it really shift my understanding of fear so that I could actually start to have a relationship with it and start to understand that it was talking through my body. And so it was about, well, what is my body saying? Like in that moment just there where my throat was just getting a little bit um, tickly, it was was just needing a little support from me. And, you know, perhaps prior to working with your book and working with you, Stacey, those fears were being just pushed down, ignored, tried to trying to push through them. And now my relationship with fear is very different in that I've learned to slow down and really listen to my body. But even having said that, you're so right in that fear is tricky because you can think you know it so well and how it manifests in the body. And it can still, you know, come up in in sneaky ways like it did with me around showing up on this podcast. So, Mm. yeah, it's been an ongoing relationship with fear. 
I appreciate you naming that because one of the things about following energy in relationship with my book and these teachers and going on that journey is I follow it in real time. And that's how I wrote the book, meaning that I say, okay, yes, we're going on this journey. I'm stepping through the doorway. And then I start to pay attention to what shows up in daily life, as well as the intention that I've chosen. And it's been really fascinating with this podcast of opening that doorway and saying, oh, yes, okay, here we go. And really noticing as we step closer to fear, how I'll speak for myself, my knees definitely started to shake a little bit. Oh, what are we doing here? And I started to notice some fear voices inside of me saying, wait a minute, you said what? You're going to try to teach a book, this book journey and a podcast when you don't know who's going to be there. And like, what did you agree to do when you're going to go into the unknown and how is this going to work? And okay. (laughs) And so I appreciate so much that you are here now. And I don't know if you want to share what you noticed about fear as a teacher on the doorway of coming to this podcast. Mm. Well, I think I noticed uh, that it was, my fear stories were so darn sneaky. And I'm not sure even that I caught them myself. I think it really took you catching them in your kind and gentle way. So that tells me that this was a big one. (laughs) This was a a significant hurdle to really hold myself at the threshold of. And Mm. it took you, you know, holding your hand out and saying, hey, maybe there's a little bit more going on to this resistance around coming on this podcast. And gratefully, you know, just having the presence to check in with my body and go, yeah, I think you might be right. I think there's some fear coming up. And that fear was it was sneaky in that it was telling me stories of, you know what, this podcast is not an edge that you need to stretch right now. <laughs> it's okay to stay comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it's funny because that is a story that, of course, I can look back on and see happen time and time again, you know, that how the body just wants to run after it's made a commitment. So, yeah, super grateful mm-hmm. that you were there to catch that. Mm, And I'm so grateful. Thank you for using the word for naming resistance, because that is something that's really important to notice at the doorway of change is that oftentimes fear does show up as resistance. It's our lizard brain that Seth Godin would say it's our lizard brain coming in to keep us safe by keeping us small. And so sometimes that's how we know that something is really powerful and to stay with it is because all of a sudden all of these stories start to get really, really big and it can really show up as even sensations in our bodies. And it's that place of the, no, don't do it. Don't go any further. Stay here with me. And all of that can be resistance. So it's really important at those moments, as I've said, to ground and to really check in with yourself. And and I, what I would say is there's an art to moving through resistance. Sometimes it's really hard to know. What I've learned to trust is whatever resistance that I am noticing on the edge of something, the healing on the other side that's waiting for me is equal or or greater than that resistance. So when the resistance is really, really, really big, there's a part of me that has learned to go, wow, okay, this is going to be really good. I need to keep going. And this is an art. Sometimes the resistance actually is a no that no, I don't want to go any further. 
Um, no, this isn't the right time for me. And honestly, every person needs to make that choice for themselves. That's why I'm always willing to let things go. Maybe it's not right timing, let's say, to come on the podcast. And what happens if we breathe and slow down and check in? And is there a voice that is really trying to make you small? Fear shows up as a cast of characters in our lives. It can come as like that nasty doubting voice, but it can also come um, as a silly belief that just no longer rings true. It can also come as deep lineage, ancestral trauma, okay? Or even really hard experiences, traumatic experiences can also come through, come through as fear. And then of course there is anxiety, which is a very severe form of fear. And that is a whole other energy to work with. For the purposes of this podcast, I'm talking about the normal kind of fear, a developmental fear. If you feel like you are someone that has um, severe anxiety, fear of fear, and you get caught in very serious places, then that's another kind of conversation. And that's important to reach out to people. And I'm equipped to support people like that, but not in this podcast form. So for our purposes, we're talking about more of a normal developmental fear that can hold a lot, but, but is a little bit different than anxiety. So I want to say that to be responsible. But it is really normal for resistance to show up. So then we get to sit with, am I going to move through this resistance and keep going and learn how to hold it? Or we're going to make a choice not to. Oftentimes I've learned to head into the resistance to keep going that the bigger it is, is a good sign. And so I usually stay with it. And then often when we arrive at the other side, there's just beautiful healing waiting for us. So with that, I want to invite you, Liz, to share if there's a time that you can remember where you were working with an intention and fear came in and showed you some things that surprised you. Mm. Thank you. Yes, what's coming in really takes us right back to the beginning of our mentoring relationship where I think I was only maybe two months into working with you and working through the book and I just had this very strong sense to make some significant changes to our family life which was one, pull the kids out of school specifically the school that they were in and the kind of education they were receiving, which would too then lead me to also need to move house. And they were really significant transitions. And I was working at the time with the intention of voice. And what was, needlessly to say, what was so challenging about this was that I knew I had to um, voice to my husband, hey, I've just got this feeling we need to the kids out of school we need to move house with no real backing of why it was just something that I felt so through your process I found my voice but what was interesting about this particular experience in relationship to fear is that there was a very significant moment where fear just came in I didn't feel it when we you know walked into the first house and it was the one I didn't feel it when we were in contact with the banks getting the mortgage. But the day that the agent turned up and we signed the contracts to um, make this official that, yes, we were pulling the kids out of school and, yes, we were selling our 
beautiful home that we had built and lived in for 12 years was after the agent left and we'd signed the forms. I just remember this complete shift where I'd gone from, oh, yes, this is absolutely feeling so good to, oh, my gosh, what have we done? And I turned to my husband and I can remember saying to him, is it too late to tell him we don't want to go ahead? Can he just tear up the contract? (laughs) (laughs) And... And by this point, oh, it was evening and I I could just remember how my body felt. It had contracted. I remember, you know, what you would call, Stacey, you might go into this later, the barking dogs started coming in and just offering all of these reasons why it wasn't a smart idea. And fortunately, in that case too, my husband caught me in my fear and he just managed to say, but what if this is the best thing we ever do in our lives? which was enough Mm. to just kind of catch that spell I was under and relax back into my body. And it did end up being one of the best decisions we ever made. Mm. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a beautiful story of how fear can be a teacher for us. And I also appreciate you mentioning barking dogs. You're tracking so beautifully, honey. This is exactly where... (laughs) Thank you. This is why I wanted you to do this podcast with Yay. me because I, I felt like I needed you right here to help me navigate this territory of fear. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Such a um, pleasure. Yeah. Oftentimes, let's say we have an experience of fear instead of just being frozen and listening to them. I think one of the biggest challenges that I see with people and that I hold space for is that we think the fear is real and we believe all the stories that it's telling us about how crappy we are and that we can't do it and that it's never going to change and that it's always going to be like this. And that does keep us frozen and stuck and spinning. And it really often cements voices inside. And when I hold space for people, part of what I offer is guided imagery where people close their eyes and they go inside And really, it's about learning how to listen to these different fears and see what cast of characters emerges from that. Oftentimes, we have a lot of younger parts of us, I'll call them the little ones inside that most likely weren't treated very well as children. Unfortunately, sometimes children are not treated well in the world. That's the truth and have rough hard childhoods and we internalize those voices and there are parts of us that don't get taken care of and don't get met. And so sometimes the fear voices inside are really parts of our little ones that need love and tending to. And that's one of the main reasons why I do not ever want to kill fear because there may be a part of us inside of ourselves, who is crying out for attention, for love, for support, who really wants to learn how to heal. And so we don't want to try to kill that part of ourselves. We actually want to invite that part of ourselves forward and hold space for it and learn to reparent that part of ourselves so that it can become fully actualized and develop into capacity. And so as we begin to go inside and I work with guided imagery and A lot of different practices where people can begin to connect with what's inside. 
and people start to have big experiences, kind of like what you just shared with us, Liz, yours was an experience with your husband, which is so awesome. And that can happen too. We can move through a big experience of facing a fear and learning from it and moving to the other side. And we can also find that inside of ourselves, the way I've just described. And after a big experience with fear, it's really normal for us to doubt ourselves. So sometimes when we've had a big experience the next day or whatever, the next moment, it's like our egos are kind of freaking out a bit. And so another fear voice comes in is barking dogs. It's like, uh, you know, a barking dog will come in after a big experience of awakening and, and invite us to doubt ourselves and minimize what the experience was. And again, make it wrong or make it non-existent and sometimes talk us out of it. And so when we have a big experience, either in our inner world or in our daily life, it's really important to stand firm and trust it, to trust our experience, to allow our egos to adjust to the stretch. So sometimes when I sit with people and they've had a really big experience, it's like, just take a moment, drink a glass of water, stare at the candle, pet your dog, okay? Hold someone's hand and don't talk or go journal, okay? Go put your feet on the ground somewhere, but just know that it's really normal for barking dogs to come in and challenge that big experience. And that's when we really want to hold firm. So I'm really glad, Liz, that your husband held that place for you. It's really beautiful. Mm. Hello, this is Stacy. I am weaving in with a special invitation for you. I would love to know what intention you have arrived at. What do you need right now? Send me an email to Stacy, S-T-A-C-I at dancing-tree.com. You can send me a word, a voice recording, a video from Loom. Let's follow your intention together, okay? The other part of learning how to follow energy, which you've just kind of addressed, is learning to pay attention to synchronicity. So there's a way in which I'm inviting people to take a leap and say, oh my God, I'm going to let go of control. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, what does that mean? How am I going to make a choice and feel powerful? Because I really want people to feel um, empowered in their lives. And I really do believe that we can let go of control and let go of pushing and still um, be at choice and still feel capable inside. So I think it's possible And within that, when we are realizing that control is an illusion and when we are starting to open to the possibility of not knowing and becoming teachable and listening to the wisdom of our bodies through sensations and images and words that might be showing up inside of us, as well as starting to pay attention to how daily life might be talking to us, synchronicity becomes important. So what is synchronicity? Synchronicity to me is a is is a series of meaningful coincidences. And I may be sitting with an intention that I'm following and having an inner conversation. But how do I know that I'm following something? You know, how do I know that that it's working? And part of how I begin to grow trust to follow even better is by holding an intention inside and 
paying attention to what happens through daily life occurrences. What I would like to ask you, Liz, is what is the role of synchronicity been in your life with following energy? Hmm. You know, I don't think I would have been able to do this, this journey of following energy without synchronicity because you know, I think I might have said to you last week, synchronicity to me, it's, it's like that grandmother who's just whispering your ear and just saying, see, I told you, everything's going to be okay. Because what I've noticed mm. about following energy when we, when we really work this path, we don't know what's going to come up around the corner. And from my experience, what's come up for me has been anything but rational. It completely has defied logic and truly set me on a a different path in my life, in my working life, in in the way I parent my children. Following energy has really showed up in every aspect of my life and synchronicity has been there to remind me that I'm held in something greater, that there's a bigger picture to all of this and that if I'm not feeling and seeing those moments of synchronicity, then there's a good chance I'm really not following the path. So I appreciate those moments where that grandmother synchronicity just pops in and says, yeah, notice this. Yep. Keep going in this direction. Yeah. Thank you for that. For me, synchronicity is following energy's best friend. Mm. One intention that I worked with in 2019 was renewal. And it was a time in my life where I was feeling really brokenhearted. There was a lot of endings that were happening, a lot of death, including the death of our dog at the time, Roxy. So I was feeling a lot of heartbreak and I knew that I needed to let go and I knew that I needed to move through the unknown and be in a surrender process. And I was exhausted and tired and heartbroken. And so I created an intention for 2019 to be renewal. I knew that I was going to be traveling through the unknown and I called upon the intention of renewal because I wanted it to be a yummy unknown. I wanted to feel renewed inside the not knowing. Renewal ended up surprising me on so many levels because I I just kept having over and over again these outer experiences that I could not have predicted that ended up really renewing me, whether it was finding myself getting to be in a small group where the sole purpose was that I got to receive after being someone that really had spent years and years and years holding space for others. I got to actually be on the other end of it and be taken care of in a really deep way. And that was a source of renewal. Or when I found my way into the Akimbo community, which um, is founded by Seth Godin. And I ended up actually really enjoying online learning, which I never, ever expected to enter into an online learning experience and learning community. And I ended up meeting a lot of people that I'm still friends with today. And that was completely renewing. And so these were all synchronicities that were showing up when things happen in daily life that are particularly are unexpected and feel like a gift and feel like a nod and wink from the universe. They're a sign of flow. So when we're learning to follow energy, it's not about good or bad, okay? It's about, is the energy moving? Is it flowing? And when daily life occurrences show up, a conversation with a friend or all of a sudden an invitation 
or something that we put out that maybe is brave and we get a response that really informs our process. Maybe the response isn't yes, but it takes us to the next place. Synchronicity helps us keep following, helps expand the conversation, and it really helps us notice flow. So it's not about right, but it is about flow. And it also helps us adjust our sales. So I wanted to talk about synchronicity because I think it can be really helpful, especially when we're working with fear, which can be so confusing. Mm -hmm. In the face of fear, especially those nods and winks from the universe in the form of synchronicity can be a blessing to keep going as well as sometimes faith restoring. Like, okay, I just moved through that really big moment. I really doubted myself. I kept going and wow, now this happened and then this happened. And if I hadn't have stayed with it, even though it might've been uncomfortable, then I wouldn't have met this person or I wouldn't have learned this new skill or I wouldn't have discovered courage inside of myself. And these are all gifts that I have received from following energy. I, I was wondering if there was a major form of fear that you tend to work with. That often shows up in me or? You are a practitioner. You hold groups and clients in Perth, Australia. You have a wealth of experience as a somatic energy guide and an intuitive and all the ways that you are in service to your community, for which I'm super grateful. And I, I guess I'd love to invite you to offer any noticings that you have around fear and working with fear with others. Sure. Well, you know, interestingly, when I'm working with other women, they're generally a beautiful reflection of the, the way fear has moved through my body too. So there's some real similarities so that I've noticed that for people to actually feel okay about stepping into the, that container of work with me, it takes time. You know, there's this serenading almost type period where their body needs to feel safe enough to come in and as the barking dogs start to come up once they said yes I can feel that run energy that oh have I done the right thing and so it's such a gentle gentle process that's needed in those first couple of sessions but but sometimes it's just the first couple of emails just letting that person know that yeah I, I recognize how you're feeling and it's going to feel really, really good, most likely, in a couple of sessions' time, and it almost always does. But right now I get that it's the fear is strong and all you really want to do is run. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Fear can make us want to run. Fear can make us want to hide under the covers. Again, I just really want to encourage people to think about fear as a cast of characters. And in this cast of characters, you can have anyone from the silly things that people say to us when we're kids that make no sense to some really mean things that really make us doubt ourselves to some things that are buried really, really deep that even come through our bloodlines to our life experiences, which can be anywhere from hard to terrifying and horrible Fear can be all of that. And so that's why I think it's important to slow down with fear and get to know it so that we can begin to sort through them. 
because the more that we can begin to sort through our fears, the more that we will be able to help realize like when we're at that doorway of change or we're at that doorway of a new level of development through turning like 39 to 40 or 49 to 50 or even 29 to 30, that's like a real doorway into a new decade of life. And often at that moment, a lot of fears come up, a lot of challenges come up. Okay. Same thing when you're going to do anything new, okay. That matters to you could be, let's say opening to having a baby or a new job or, you know, look, we are experiencing, hello, initiation right now globally into a whole new way of being. There's been a lot of, of, of fear at this doorway. And so how do we begin to learn how to sort through them so that we can listen to our own truth and learn how to trust that? And the more that we can kind of unpack and slow down and get to know these, the range of fears um, that exist inside of us and all the different ways that they talk to us, the more that we can re- be like, oh, well, that one, that's silly. That one I really don't need to listen to. And I might even say, you know what, honey, thank you very much, but sit down. It's okay. The next one that may show up, which is really, really, really scared. And it's like, oh, honey, come over here. Let me hold your hand. What do you need right now? Because sometimes if we can hold space for those kinds of fears, they'll tell us what they need and that can usher in a whole new level of healing for us. So the more that we can learn how to slow down those moments and listen to the fears and not just try to kill them, but really listen to them, the more that we can activate awareness and choice. And these are teachers too, that we'll be working with in my book as we move through this podcast. So that's why fear is such a great teacher is that it offers us the opportunity to begin to sort and begin to pay attention and to begin to grow the ability to notice. It's not comfortable. Fear is not comfortable, but it's really a worthwhile study to get to know our fears. Is there anything else coming in for you around fear that you want to share? Oh, I just really appreciate that you just said it's not comfortable. <laughs> fear is not comfortable because most certainly that's been my journey with fear. It's felt like a really long and intimate run with getting to know how it plays out in my body. So thank you for saying that. Is there a way that fear does tend to show up in your body that you've noticed over the years? Yeah. So for me, it's belly. So the belly will contract. And if it's around voice and needing to speak truth, speak up, self-expression, the throat will start to um, get quite gravelly. So I know those signs and, you know, the tense shoulders, they go up. So for me, having that relationship with body as a constant, just so that I can really continue, just keep working, regulating the nervous system, all of those things are so vital when we're working with fear. Mm. Thank you. For me, I've often noticed fear as a burning in my heart. Mm -hmm. My heart can get really hot and tight when there's a lot of fear in there. And then I often get a sense of overwhelm. Usually all we have to do to access fear is open the door. It's right there. So I really want to invite you to notice what are some fears that are coming up for you in relationship with your intention? When we put an intention out in the world and say, all right, I want to learn about this. I want to start an inner conversation with myself through paying attention to what shows up in daily life. 
one of the things that is going to show up are, are obstacles. Whatever is getting in the way of you growing a relationship with your intention is going to show up and it will show up as a fear. So pay attention to what's showing up. And from there, I really want to invite you to be in contact with me. You can send me an email at stacy at dancing-tree.com and let me know what's happening. What intention have you chosen? What fears are you noticing? I've been really enjoying Loom. So Loom is a little video that you, an app you can get. You can send me a Loom. I enjoy those. I really like to know what's happening with people with this material because then I'm not out there following the energy by myself, right? So I want to invite people to come forward and share with me if you feel called. And I want to say thank you to the people who have stepped forward already and communicated with me. So thank you so much because it makes it really fun. And I really want to enjoy this with you and be in service to you through this podcast. Liz, is there anything else that would like to drop in? Oh, I think just a big thank you. You know, we, we, we talked about fear and it was actually fun. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate your presence in my life. I really appreciate the level of integrity that you have and how you are called to learn how to follow energy. And also I'm super excited that you are in the somatic energy training program that I have been holding for people to teach my book. So a big inspiration for me coming forward right now is that we are birthing a line of people who will be holding my book journey and holding the teachers from my book and getting to express that with their clients and groups in a way that it shows up for them. And so Liz, thank you so much for stepping forward to ask for that. Oh, thank you. It's, it's been already been such a learning moving through the book this way. Yeah. Thank you. I I hope that our relationship can be a really strong source of support for all the amazing healing point that you hold in your community with women and people and your family. I'm wishing you all the best in Perth, Australia. And I want to invite people to be in touch with you directly as well. People can go to my website where they'll find a link to you. I also want to say that your website is www.awakentolife.com.au, correct? Correct. Thank you. Yeah. And that you also offer virtual sessions so that if anybody is called to work with you, they can be in touch with you that way. Thank you for being in my life. And I want to wish everybody who's listening a wonderful day or evening. And thank you so much to all who have joined us and who have listened today. My name is Stacey Bowden, and I am your Mama Bear Guide. So if there is an area of your life that has you stumped, that makes you feel like you are at a dead end, I invite you to to join, to connect. If you're feeling lost or stuck, feeling called to connect with me directly, guess what? I'm right here, and I would love that.